Just here in Canada, three quarters of suicides are made by men. Violent crimes made by men, men. mostly. Deaths mostly made by men. Anything that has to do with mental health issues, men. statistically speaking, men. Abuse, men. You name it. Everything that can actually be unpowering is the high. The, the highest percentage goes towards men. And that in itself speaks a lot about men. Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Olivier D. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to engage with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness along their individual journeys. Our hope is to inspire you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. Hello and welcome back, Awesome Tribe. Today's episode is one of those recordings that I'm ready and willing to admit I didn't really know what I'd come out with on the other end. But when you see someone doing great work and giving their all for a cause that you also believe in, you reach out and say hello. I came across Malcolm's content a few weeks ago, and being an active supporter of men's work over the past few years myself, I felt compelled to reach out and show some love. As a coach and co-founder of the Male MTL community and men's group, I had to tip my hat off to Malcolm for his involved and genuine commitment to creating a space of safe communication, bonding, and support for the men out there who truly feel they have no space or place to speak the truth of their emotions or concerns. Malcolm is one of those calm, genuine, and attentive souls that you just can't ignore. Our conversation, as impromptu as it was, stands as a true testament to what happens when like-minded souls choose to connect on a singular level of respect, honesty, and empathy. We touched on so many topics, ranging from shedding our destructive beliefs to connecting with our masculine as well as feminine energy, taking the time to know ourselves, and holding space with and for other men in this confusing and often overwhelming world. A powerful conversation, which I do hope you'll enjoy. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 169 with Malcolm, the Masculine Warrior. Here we go. I always like, just for courtesy-wise, just to let people know what they're getting into. So um, where this started, basically, I have to toil in full transparency. This is just like two or three minutes of your time. Um, this actually came from, uh, let's call it a lesser fun place uh, between the corporate shtick and now, you know, where you realize that um, job was going well, career was going well. Like I said, I like to say it, paycheck was really nice, but everything else, you know, not so much. And that's where you fall into the trap of, you've heard this before, I'm sure you're an elevated mindset kind of guy. I'm fine. You know, you know, when you say like, how are you, brother? I'm fine. And you just wrap it up into a nice bow. You say, I'm fine. You give it to them and they walk away. So you, so you don't have to talk about it again. So when I basically realized that something was coming to a head when my son was born and I realized like a lot of stuff was eating at me and I realized I don't know why, Malcolm, I really don't know why, but I know that, that this train was not headed for a good destination. I really did not know where it was headed, but I could feel that this was not this I had to get off. I had to get off this train. This is my stop. Mm. So that's what I did. You know, I just got off the train. I just changed careers. I just stopped working. I had a couple of months left on paternity leave. And I'm like, you know what? What? Why are we here? Why are we here? And I'm actually born Caribbean. I'm from Port-au-Prince originally. So again, there's that entire male ego that's there, right? I'm the first, I'm the second child, but the first son. And, you know, I was not taking anything away from my father. He's the smartest guy I know to this day, but I was very much raised with those expectations. You know, you take care of yours, you take care of your own, you take care of your family. You're the rock, you're the pillar, you're the provider. You need to understand that you have a duty to play. So that's mm -hmm. where the whirlwind I was in. And I'm like, what am I going to do? How am I going to provide? How am I going to pay for this mortgage? Like, my God, like, you know, I was working. I had a good job. And what is my, my wife? What is she going to think? And like, if you tend to me, I was like, what the fuck? It's like all this, all this stuff was going on. And eventually I just sat there and I was like, you know what? Let's just stop. Let's just stop two seconds. Just stop, brother. Just stop. Let's just take care of right now. What do we need to do right now? Okay. What is important? What should we do? What is bothering us? And how do we not repeat these patterns? And this was a lot. That's why I, I share with you on the DMs, like a lot of self-work, a lot of acceptance, mm -hmm. and a lot of acknowledging that 
I'm not such a special snowflake that I'm the only one going through what I'm going through. And this basically was one out of maybe chronicling this journey of mindset of for myself, you know, and understanding that, you know, I can't be the only person going through this. So this basically was a way for me to, that's why I called it awaken the awesome. Cause I believe that everyone has yes. a little bit of that, that they can give to the world. And I'm not talking like a la Tony Robbins or, you know, mother Teresa, it's not about always curing cancer. We are not meant all meant to cure cancer, you know? We're not meant to just like, you know, have, just have the multi-million dollar brands and stuff and everything. You can just impact your son, your daughter, your brother, your fellow man. And it's when these conversations, I realized that, you know what? No, I'm not alone. And one conversation at a time, I'm making these connections with regular people who have a story to share and who are doing a little bit of awesomeness in themselves. That's That was far longer than a five-minute pitch, but this is where we are, my friend. <laughs> wow. This is where we are. And I just wanted you to, to know, actually, like, you know, where I'm coming from, from a very earnest and sincere place. And this is why I really, I really wanted to connect with you, um, mm -hmm. because um, I basically got acquainted with your work uh, via Danny, uh, um, Montreal Uncommon on Instagram. Yeah. And yeah, uh, I really enjoyed all the, all the comments he was making and he shared again, because I've been very sensitive uh, to, to male issues, if you will. And it's meant a lot more to me over the past two years than it has previously, because I realized that not just through the pandemic, through a lot of reading and a lot of acknowledging for myself, Malcolm, men don't talk. I say this a lot. Men don't talk. And unfortunately, I'm realizing right now, this is just me. All right. It sounds woo woo. But in the universe, I'm just feeling that we have come to a point where our brothers, our compadres need to speak out. And there, there is this need for them to actually breathe and express themselves in a way that hasn't happened before because they're carrying so much weight of those like, I was not raised to be asked, how do you feel? But this is something that I don't want to give to my son, not taking away from his masculinity. And these are topics I want to address with you. But I feel that you had a tremendously singular perspective on this new revelation that men are coming to. I'm sorry, I'm mm -hmm. talking a lot, but I just want to, again, acknowledge you for all the work that you're doing. And of course, just recognize the importance of the work that you do, but also the sincerity that comes with it. Because I know it comes, I've, I've only been following your work for a couple of weeks, but I know it comes from a very sincere place. And for that, mm -hmm. I want to celebrate you and wish you again, a very humble and powerful welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast. It's a pleasure to have you, my friend. Wow. Wow. And that was a powerful start. <laughs> I'm feeling goosebumps right now, going all the way up. It's genuine. Man. It's genuine. And thank you. It's, thank you. It's, it's really true. It's really true. Thank you for, for not only celebrating me, but for sharing a part of you. And you were talking about how, how time for you is important, how the time of others for you is really important. But what you just did here is literally share a part of your life to me. And you gave me this part. You shared it with me. You gave it to me. And that is a beautiful and powerful gift. Um, because through this gift, I can relate to what you're saying. Through this gift, I can feel what you're saying. And I can literally put myself in your feet and feel what you went through. And that, that is why it's so important for us men to work together. So that we can relate and understand that, no, we're not alone. You're not alone, you know. I love the whole. Uh, I love the whole concept, and I believe that it's it's uh, it's very clear that we can say that in the collective there is an awakening in men that is happening right now. So a lot of a lot of men are going through this. Uh, you know, people will call it midlife crisis, or call it what I, I call it an awakening. Mm -hmm. When when you're in your life and you've been. You, you know, you've been building your, your life in a certain pattern or in a certain way um, coming through from programming and conditioning. And then you, you come at a certain point in your life where you're like, whoa, this isn't me. Mm -hmm. This does not make any sense. Mm -hmm. Who am I? Where am I? And this is the men that come towards us. And I say us, um, the facilitators at Mail and the group mm -hmm. and you know, these men are looking for guidance and they're looking for help and they're looking for support and they're looking for places where they can talk, 
you know so um so yeah um thank you again for for sharing a part of you it's it's sincere and i think it's it's the best way to start it for what you just said they're looking for a place to talk but um and i just want to throw it your way uh because i've said this and i own it i believe in all respect and no sexism whatsoever but the same way the girls can get together and have their powwows and talk and like it takes a woman to understand a woman it also takes a man to understand a man and sometimes i have those conversations with my wife i'm like i could explain it to you and i know you're my wife and you're my partner you're my lover you're my ride or die and we've been together and we're going to see a bunch of chapters together but there are some things that you as a woman cannot understand and i'm going to say this on this podcast i'm not trying to create an entire you know gender wars whatsoever i'm speaking from my own perspective there are things there are issues that men go through that only a man can understand and is it wrong to own up to that belief Mm. well it's not it's not and you know I believe, I strongly believe, you know, we're all made of, we all have souls, but what makes our difference is our physical body, right? Mm -hmm. Men and women. And then I strongly believe in polarity, masculine energy and feminine energy. And we we have both of them, but physically speaking, we're different. So in the end, yes, we need to relate to one another and we can talk with our ride or die or or with our wives or whatever. And yeah, we will hold space for one another, but in the end, there are things that women cannot understand about men and men cannot understand about women. And that's okay. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. And that's the beauty of it. You know, what we're saying, what we're we're seeing right now in men's circle and men's group and women's group is that we're doing separate kind of work where we can relate to one another. But then the real test begins when we, we merge women and men together. And that's, that's where the real healing starts. You know, so for me, it's really about, um, you know, speaking of, of men's group, when we're in, you know, it's all about rites of passage. So we bring, we bring these men, let's say the first retreat we did, we bring them out of society. We're between men. Mm-hmm. We make them go through all sorts of different trials. You know, we don't call them trials, we call them like workshops or, mm-hmm. uh, but they're actual trials, you know, um, for them to let go of these false beliefs of themselves. And literally just go towards this rites of passage so that they can come back afterwards to society and act as men, become men. And so, and so when they went and actually even deeper than that, it's about creating the most intimate relationship with yourself so that you can create or build intimate relationships with others. That's what it's all about. And you know what? Um, Just hearing you talk about the fact that we need to figure out who we are, like we were saying in the beginning, for some of us, especially men, that job is incredibly hard because as much as we have been conditioned to weather the storm and face the obstacles and get after it and survive and provide and just be the warrior mindset. That's all fine because that's how we're bred. We're bred to, again, protect, provide, prevail, if you will. But at the same time, speaking from my own experience, taking the leap towards deconstructing everything that you believe about yourself. I see it as Legos. You've built up this Lego puzzle of yourself. And over time, what you're asking us to do, Malcolm, is to let's shatter everything we know. Let's take all the pieces out unless we construct and let's only put back the pieces that we want. And for some men, that is incredibly hard and incredibly frightful. Why is that? Well, let's put it this way. Okay. First of all, let's look at our society. So the reason why I got into this, uh, this men's work or, or men's coaching is because, well, two years ago, actually three years ago, um, I got sober. So I got into the, the world of sobriety, if I may say. I lived my life uh, a certain way, which was the only way I actually knew. So I worked in, in the nightlife industry, in the bar industry my whole life. And that's all I knew. And, it's, you know, I figured at that point that that's what I was going to do for the rest of my life. 
you know, being restaurants and being bars. I can't do anything else. I remember having this conversation with myself. Mm-hmm. And, and so I was programmed into thinking that that's what I was here for. Um, after 30 years, you know, I was getting all these indicators inside of me uh, coming out through depression, anxiety, addiction, that things weren't going the right way. And so I had a choice. I had to make a choice at that moment. Do I, um, do I make the ultimate sacrifice, which is sacrificing my whole life, or do I decide to do things differently? So I chose a second option. I got sober. I got into therapy. And then through all the tools that they offered me um, in this therapy, well, I started doing a lot of meditation, started going inwards, started you know, reading about the subject several subjects especially uh, spirituality but then i got into uh, a very simple but yet profound question that i asked myself this is a year and a half in sobriety i asked myself mm-hmm. what does it mean to be a man i literally remember i was walking down the street and and <clears throat> i had done a lot of inner work and figured like i i realized there was a lot of wounds relating to my father a lot of okay. wounds relating to the masculine in my life Mm-hmm. And so I asked myself this question, what does it mean to be a man? And I couldn't answer. I could not find an answer to this question. So I started Googling the question. And then I started Googling for books. Um, and I found a few books, started reading them, started getting to the subject. And by doing all this research, I realized that society, our communities, um, we live in a patriarchal system, right? And patriarchy is supposed to put men in power. So men are supposed to be in power. Yet, okay. if you look at the stats, if you look at what's going on in the world, just here in Canada, three quarters of suicides are made by men. Okay. Yes. Um, violent crimes made by men. Mostly deaths, mostly made by men. Um, Anything that has to do with mental health issues, statistically speaking, men, Uh, abuse, men, you name it. Everything that can actually be unpowering is the the, the highest percentage goes towards men. That in itself speaks a lot about men. All right. So where does this issue come from? Is it from wrong conditioning is it from trauma where does it come from okay um so i realized through all of this research that there were two main issues with that the first issue is the lack of the father in our society and the second is lack of rites of passage okay so these are the two main issues. And this is what they're talking about in all the research books. What happens in our society is that a boy never really goes through um, a rites of passage that will bring him from boy psychology to man psychology. Right? We just don't. It's not like women. Women go through their period for the first time and there's this physical sort of rites of passage where they feel like a woman. Right. right? And they're being told, you're oh, you're a woman. You're a woman. Us men we don't have that. Yeah. Okay. We get hard. And then, and then what? Okay. So, so there's no actual rites of passage that are being done anymore. Okay. And the lack of the father. When I say the, the lack of the father, I also mean the absence of the father. So what is an absent father, an alcoholic father, an abusive father, um, a violent father, you name it. Okay. That is a huge epidemic in North America. Huge. Huge, huge, huge. Mm-hmm. And where does this issue come from? Well, it comes from their fathers, and their father is before that. Okay. If we look at what the definition or how man was defined in the 50s, sort of named it, right? It's the American, the American man, a hardworking, mm-hmm. emotionless, strong guy, you know, that only, you know, that works hard and that um, gives to his family. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that was the actual belief. If you look at American movies, you know, you see, you see the hero 
especially movies in the 80s and 90s, they're all buffed up guys, no yep. emotions, and just killing everyone, right? Yeah, they can so build a house with a toothpick. Exactly. And that was that was the main model of the man. So people from, from the 50s started just modeling that man. And as you can see, it didn't really work out. Okay? It didn't really work out. So coming to the 70s, we had this whole movement of uh, you know peace and love and the hippies. So what happened there is that men got really feminized. A lot of men become very, very femini- feminized mm-hmm. uh, to the point where towards the 80s, we started seeing groups of, um, of, uh, of pro-feminine men's movement. And then we started seeing all sorts of other groups that were related to men really being in touch with their feminine side. Yes. Now, it was a good thing, but at the same time, these men would really put aside the masculine. They would not harmonize their masculine energies, being fully in the feminine. Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so it's around in the 90s that a few psychotherapists started doing some work. They started, um, they started these, these men's groups where they realized that there was a huge problem um, within men in North America. So they started doing these little men's men's group, a bit of everywhere in the U.S. Um, and then from there, we had our very first men's circle, men's movement. And the whole idea was to bring was to bring these men outside of society mm-hmm. and literally make them go through a rites of passage. Wow. Literally make them go through all their wounds and deconstruct their way of thinking and their way of seeing or their way of defining what it meant to be a man. What it's meant to be a man. Exactly. So. So we don't, you know, what what we do today or what I do today, I don't actually go towards men and tell them, hey, you got you got issues, man. You got you got daddy issues. You got to work right. them out. I'm a senior. Okay. I let them come to me. And the men that I really enjoy working with are the ones that have lost everything. Okay. Because when you lose everything and you're still alive, you're still breathing. Then you're ready for change. There's still that spark. Yeah. Well, actually, it's all there is. I remember wow. this quote. I remember. I don't remember who wrote it, but the quote says, "When you lose everything, including your mind, there's only one thing left. It is your soul." Oh wow! Yeah. So, and that's what I see when when people come to me and they're like, "I lost everything," but there's still that spark, as you say. Well, that's that very spark is the soul. And I know because that's where I was. You felt that. You've been there. That's where I was. Yeah, I had lost everything, man. I was 30 years old, lived at my mom's place with my dog. I had lost my apartment. I had lost my girlfriend. I had no money. I was constantly gambling, just destroying my life slowly. Alcohol, cocaine, gambling, nonstop, nonstop, nonstop. So I was just sabotaging myself. I was was destroying myself, slowly killing myself. And then one day, I just had nothing left. And through, now this is crazy, because through my dog's eyes, I saw my reflection and I saw the spark. I saw the light. I saw, I saw light. And I heard this voice say, what are you doing? You know? Wow. This isn't it. Wow. Yeah. Because a dog will tell you, because it's, it's often told that, you know, a dog, a dog doesn't hold, doesn't know how to hold grudges. He'll see you for who you are. If he likes you, he likes you. If he doesn't like you, he won't be around. But a dog doesn't hold grudges and, and, and do- do- dogs are powerful. yeah dogs are very spiritual as well you know they're they're always in a present moment they're very connected to energy and and it's literally like through his eyes that i saw my reflection that i saw that spark and i wow. saw that light and i said okay it's time it's time for change it's time for me to do things differently and, and um and so going through that that's literally who i look for to come see me because i've tried like i've tried reaching out and i've tried you know, having people come towards me and, and I listen to them talk and I listen to them talk and I, and I listen and I'm present, but nothing changes. Right. Nothing changes because they expect, they expect you to do the work for that. Right? Ah, see? see? So, so that's, so, so that's, that's something else, but a lot of people, they want you to do the work for that. You can't. And, you can't. And, and so it doesn't work. It'll it never work. work. It no. doesn't work. So yeah. when you, when, when you lose everything, Wow. And, and it's crazy because I said this to, uh, to a guy uh, recently, you know, he sent out, he's writing everything that happened to him and 
and how he, he fucked up left and right and he has nothing left. And I actually, I said to him, congratulations. Now you're, you're ready to learn. You're, you're ready to learn. And that's literally where change comes. That when, is, that's yeah. really powerful. That so I don't know really if that powerful. answered your question. Oh, no, that's but... answered my question in so many facets, on so many facets. Like, you know, I, you were just talking and I'm like, there's so, I realized, first of all, there's a lot of work for us to do as men. And what I appreciate is the emphasis you put on recognizing your patterns. Because I'm not sure if you agree, a lot of us are on autopilot. We mm. picked the nearest script we've had about being a man mm-hmm. and we just ran with it, you know? And it's, and again, you can't shy away from conditioning. You can't shy away from nurturing. You can't shy away from exposure. You can't shy away from, you know, just circumstances, your environment and relationships. All that shapes you as an individual and as a man, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're talking about what they learn from their fathers. And when I hear you talk about patterns, it's something I worked on myself, not to make this about me, but just to relate. I, when I came to North America, I had to, I had everything that growing up in Haiti taught me in terms of survival and efficiency, because I don't have time for personal growth and self-help and mindset and stuff. But I had a father who was, as you said, present. He was on the road a lot because he he's basically a civil engineer. So he was you know on the road a lot. But when he was there, he was present. Yes. You know, he taught us like my brother and I, OK, how to not to be all masculine and stuff, but, you know, uh, you know, just change tires and, you know, just how to fix a couple of things around the house and carry bags and stuff and you know, how to be decent, how to express yourself, how to carry yourself, how to, you know, how to stand up for your family, how to, you know, defend your brother if he's, he's out of fight at school, you know, a bunch of things that, you know, what shapes character. And that's always how he's carried himself. He still carries himself that way to this day. But also, I want to be very careful with that. You also understand you can't ask someone to give you what they don't have. What I mean by that is my father was raised military, all right? My grandfather was like straight shot, bare line. You do it well, you do it once, you do it right, all right? So I can't, you know, even I'm 40 right now. Right now I'm having open conversation to my father about his childhood, how he grew up, how what his relationship was with his siblings, um, that kind of stuff. But I don't think what i'm trying to say is that you always have a choice as an individual like you said i can't do the work for you but you have to choose what kind of script you're going to give or write for your future generation and your offspring i always take my son as an example he's right there he's six and i'm like you know what if he's crying cry okay you've been crying for three hours okay we can stop now all right but i will not tell him like oh come on stop crying you're a boy like nobody cries like no i need to let him cry I That's need amazing. to let him cry. He has not lived my life. I would probably get over it faster than he can. We don't have the same spec. He's not going to be the same man. He is not me. I can only give him the best that I can for the journey that's that's ahead for him. All right. And I want you to help us speak to the men probably listening because there is a guy out there listening to this recording and saying like, yeah, but I'm af- I'm afraid to admit all the work that needs to be done. Because I've neglected myself for so much and I've made so many mistakes. What, I'm, what, I, what we need to tell them, Malcolm, if you can, help us bring ourselves to forgiveness. Because there's a lot of that. There's a lot of shame. There's a lot of exhaustion coming with that. Like, look at all the time I wasted. Look at all the people I've hurt. Look at how I've neglected myself. Absolutely. How can we bring ourselves to forgiveness? Mm. Wow. You know, forgiveness is absolutely the the road to take and it starts by going step by step you know you can't just say i forgive myself no it takes it takes work you know and it takes vulnerability and it takes openness transparency honesty you know um oof that that is a big one that is a big one you know jesus was all about forgiveness <laughs> That, wow. that was his main message, because what is forgiveness? It's liberation. When you're not forgiving, what are you doing? 
you're just accumulating more resentment, more hate inside of you. You know, a lot of that resentment, not a lot of that hate isn't from any, anyone else in yourself. Like, who are you actually hating? Who are you actually rejecting? Who are you actually abandoning? Yourself. When you're not able to forgive, the only person you're going to hurt is you. And so before going there, it's not only about acknowledging, it's admitting that there is something to work on. There is something that I have to change about myself. Once you're willing to admit that, then you can start welcoming it and then accept it. Because you can't just forgive, right? A lot of men have very powerful egos, me yes. being one of them. And this false sense of self is built on is built on limiting beliefs, fear, you name it. And that voice is so filled with resentment and hate that it does not want to forgive. Doesn't. No, because forgiveness would make you wrong, right? Wow. Yeah, forgiving somebody else would, would mean that we're wrong. We can't have in that. Of, in a lot of cases, but it's not true. Being able to forgive is, is simply liberating yourself. Wow. Because who's being kept in a prison? It's you. You're, you're keeping yourself and this hate and this resentment and this despair and this turmoil just because you don't want to forget. That starts with the self. So, so yeah, man, it's a big question because I am still on this road. I'm still on this journey to forgiveness where still. I have to learn. Of course, I have to learn to forgive certain aspects of myself, you know, for, for 30 years, or I would say, no, for 15 years, I sabotage myself. I hurt myself constantly. I put myself in situations where I was, you know, I felt humiliation. I felt shame. I felt guilt. I did some bad things to people that I loved. I did some bad things to myself. And so I can't just easily forgive myself after a year, but I can start putting action towards this forgiveness. And I think that's where it starts. because. You can wait until you're really fucking fed up. Mm -hmm. Or you can try and put in steps before you're actually fed up. So where do we go? What do I do? Well, what part of you needs forgiveness? What part of you do you need? What do you feel more inside of you? Is it shame? Is it guilt? Is it hate? Are you a violent man? Are you full of rage? What's happening inside you? These are all indicators. Are you depressed? Are you full of anxiety? These are only indicators, okay? When you listen closely, these are indicators that things need to change. This is your body speaking to you. Saying, hey, we are not in a natural state. We're not supposed to be angry all the time. We're not Something's supposed to be off. sad all the time. Pardon me? Something's off. Something's off. Something needs to change. And that's a problem. A lot, a, a lot of us men won't listen to that. We'll just, we'll just stay in that emotion, become that emotion. And that is where the issue is. You can't let yourself become the emotion. You have yeah. to understand that emotions are just passing through. You need to observe them and know that they're temporary. Right? But by staying in that negative emotion, you're keeping yourself in a low vibrational state. What that does keeps you in turmoil, keeps you in pain, keeps you in suffering. And if you're not listening to yourself, if you're not listening to your body, then you're abandoning yourself. You are rejecting yourself. You're not accepting the entirety of who you are. You know, it's, and I, I totally hear you. 
And this is filling me with, with so much uh, clarity with the reality of what's going on. Because, and I'm pretty sure that for men right now and all the mental health issues that we're dealing with right now, I don't think it started with the pandemic. I only think that for a lot of people, it's, especially for men, it has exacerbated and only triggered or accelerated an inevitable outcome. We've been going down this hill for a really long time. Oh, yes. These are expectations that have been put onto us for a really long time. And we might be forgiven. You know, other people might be forgiven, women, for saying, like, you know, really? Men go through stuff? Yes. Really? Yes. Because, and I'm sure that these conversations are happening even more in women's group as well, where there are conversations where, like, oh, okay, men do have a lot on their shoulders. Mm-hmm. Men do have a lot of weight to bear, all right? If we don't hold space for each other and lose this sense that we're supposed to go through it alone as warriors, you know, that's why I like the scene in uh, the, the movie 300, the Agogi, where they show you the, the boy has to go out and fence for himself, which is in itself a rite of passage. It is, it is a rite of passage, yeah. It is a rite of passage. But understand that he eventually came back to Sparta to be part of the group, to be part of the community. He didn't spend his entire life in the Agogi. You don't have to suffer alone longer than you have to. Certain experiences are yours to have and to hold. That is you. But I believe, and that's what I'm getting from your message, the fact that, you know what? We need to understand that these experiences are normal. We need to make peace with our demons, get acquainted with them, get comfortable with them, Yes. They, they do not own us. They do not define us, but they are part of our whole. And Absolutely. that is something that I believe that more men need to have. I believe that's what's happening through communities like Mail, through workshops the same way that, that, uh, that you're founding, you know, because men need to know, I believe, that we hear you, we see you, and it's no longer okay for you to think that saying that you're fine and still going back out there and being depressed and abusing substances and, you know, just being angry all the time or like hating yourself for having to put in the work. Yeah. It's okay for you to stop brother. And that's what we're saying, isn't it? Absolutely. And you know, if I, if I might, you just opened up a, a great subject here. Sure. Speaking of emotions, mm-hmm. um, it's important now more than ever that men actually start getting acquainted with their emotions. And that they actually, you know, try and, 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 and do some research on emotions. Because once again, these are indicators simply of where we have to go and what we have to do. And not only does it create more intimacy with others, it creates more intimacy with yourself. Yes. Being, being able to literally know what you're feeling and what you're going through. Because most men, we, 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 we have like three, three emotions, angry, sad, and happy. Yep. There's more than that, right? And it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Um, and another su- subject that you touched, that you touched, sorry, is speaking of the, the, the inner beast or the, the inner monster that we have inside of us. And one of the work that I love doing with men is going in this, in the shadow and literally the, the, the shadow aspect of the How self. How do you do that? So basically, um, if I ask you, basically the shadow is mm-hmm. the aspect of yourself that you, do, you don't want people to know about you. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a really easy way to, to define it. Yep. So they are the, the shadow is usually the aspect that you don't want to go and visit about yourself. So if I ask you a simple question, yes, like, sir. what is it that you don't want people to know about you? <laughs> right. For me, there might be a few things. Yeah, there right? might be a few things. But for me, I have realized right now um, that I have become exceptionally good. I'm, how can I put this in the right way? Don't want to waste your time. Just, I'm just talking about my anger issues. I have become a lot more acquainted with my anger issues because for the longest time, I was Olivier was very nice. 
He's so nice. He's so polite. He's so kind. He's so loving. He's so adorable. Like, you know, always winning the help and taking on a lot of yes, dear. Yes, 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 yes. Sure. No problem. Yes, 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 yes. When behind the curtain, it pisses you off. You don't want to do this. You're tired. You're frustrated. You're annoyed. And right now, having come to terms with that, I realize that, forgive my language, I can be somewhat of an asshole. And when I put on that hat, I'm not the most pleasant person to be around. And I'm very mm. good right now. I've accepted that. I've accepted that in full. I, I, I'm respectful in that sense. But when I do not want to deal with the world, I make it very clear. <laughs> so it's something that I don't talk about a lot. Only my closest niche people know this. But it's something I've become a lot more so, whether through my wife, whether through my kids, whether through my colleagues. I'd make no apologies for that anymore because I understand it's a part of me. It comes from a long pattern of just taking stuff in so mm. i'm still offloading that but i know that you know what it's something that right now it's probably something most people don't expect of me because i'm well you're just so nice but it is a part of me that most people don't know that well, you know, i can have anger moments i'm sorry yeah but you know what olivier i think what you're talking about here is setting boundaries yes sir and that exactly. is that there is nothing wrong in there actually it's it's a very powerful thing to to be able to do because that's one speaking you 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 said the word warrior a few times if you look at mm -hmm. the warrior archetype the whole mm -hmm. concept of the warrior archetype is is literally setting boundaries okay so you can i always make this little visual where if if we speak of the warrior archetype it's imagine the um the great wall of china mm -hmm. so imagine the chinese warriors on the great wall of china defending the boundaries of their country against the invaders right yes. that is warrior energy being able okay. to set your boundaries and really set them from a place of love, mm -hmm. but to protect your values, what you believe in and your heart. Right. And that's yes. what you're describing me here. And mm -hmm. that is a beautiful aspect to have. Now, if you look at shadow warrior energy is not being able to set your boundaries or not being able to respect other people's boundaries. Okay. Step, stepping all over that. Mm -hmm. Now that, is negative shadow warrior energy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that is definitely like if, if we look at the shadow aspect, you know, if Olivier would say, well, I'm not being able to, res I, I don't respect people's boundaries. Well, then that is a big shadow. Right. Okay? Right. Right. But in every shadow, there is a gift. And that's the beauty of it. And that's why it's so important to go in the shadow. It's so important to go in that darkness or these aspects that you don't even want to see about yourself. So there's a lot of things that, we're ashamed of and that we were ashamed of that weren't that, you know, that wasn't necessarily treated. There is um, a lot of triggers as well, especially for example, one question that you can ask yourself about your shadow is what makes me have a, a crazy reaction, you know, which, which kind of conversations that trigger me. Right. Cause when you get triggered, that's an indicator of your shadow. Right. Okay. Right. We're going to get triggered off of one thing. Usually triggers really come from wounds that were not uh, taken care of or that weren't worked on. Oh, that uh, makes which, sense. For yeah. me, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I can think of so, so many examples. Wow. So, so for example, for me, like one of my shadows is dissatisfaction. Okay. Okay. So throughout my whole life, I, I'm always dissatisfied. I always want more. I always want more. So even with myself, always wanted more. Through addiction, I could never stop drinking, never could stop using. I always wanted more and more and more and more. In sobriety, what I want more of is self-growth. So in a sense, it can be a good thing because right. I'm always, you know, seeking to become better and mm -hmm. better and better and better. Mm -hmm. But then when does it stop? You know? What is satisfaction for me? It doesn't exist. I'm always dissatisfied. Wow. So, so, but the gift in dissatisfaction that I've come to realize is that it's vitality, right? So instead of always being dissatisfied, I need to ask myself, hold on. Every time that I'm becoming better, I'm actually acquiring something, I'm actually learning something. Okay. But how can I shift my mindset to dissatisfaction? to vitality 
how can I stop always asking myself, how can I come become better? What is the best thing to do? So through some, through some research uh, called the Gene Keys, I realized that one of my main things in life is to be of service to people. Okay. So I shift my, I shift my shadow energy towards being of service to people. So that wow. I can no longer be dissatisfied, but always create vitality, ultimately bring, bring me to bliss. Wow. Right. So, 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 so the beauty of the shadow, especially if we're in a reaction mode is how can we transmute the shadow into something that is creative? I'll give you another example. Mm-hmm. Some of the best musicians, some of the best artists have created their pieces or their, their songs after something that happened, either a breakup, a fight, uh, you name it, something that brought reaction or that triggered them, right? Yes. So they were able to transmute this, this emotion of pain into creation. So for right. example, you're, you're, you're getting in an argument with someone, you're fighting with them, and, <clears throat> and you feel triggered instead of putting more fire onto this trigger, remove yourself. Just take a breather and remove yourself. And then whatever you're feeling, whatever anger you're feeling, just draw it or play it or dance it. Laugh or, it off. Or laugh, laugh it off. Or just, just create. What does that look like to you? What does this shame look like to you? Draw it. Create it. If you're a singer, if you're a musician, just play it. Right? Wow. And that's 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 the beauty of the shadow is because yeah, there is a beast in there, mm-hmm. but this beast doesn't want you to kill it. It wants you to tame it. This beast that's in your shadow, imagine it's a fucking dragon. It wants to be it wants you to ride it to fucking battle. It's part of but you agree with me that it's it's a delicate ballet that you have to dance with with that shadow because um either a lot of us don't want to deal with it and we we practice just leaving it okay let it be passing through and we don't tap into that energy Mm -hmm. or you know as you said we use the beast and like you know we have a very gut check reactions of will and again we we blow out or, you know, we react in very powerful and sometimes damaging ways. So, so you have to recognize your, what you're doing at that moment. And that takes absolutely. work. That takes so there's, work. So, so there's three ways that you can work with your shadow, okay? Mm-hmm. First of all, you can, uh, you can run away from it, which a lot of people do. They don't want to mm-hmm. go there. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go and see these aspects of themselves. Ultimately, when you're doing that, you're rejecting yourself. You're not, you're not accepting yourself fully. So you can do that, which a lot of men do, okay? Because it's easy to do, you know, just neglecting it, mm-hmm. pretending that it's not there. You can try and fuse with it. But the problem with fusing with your shadow is that what you've just described. Um, let's say you're on the dragon and you explode. So what you're doing here is that you're letting the shadow take over you, mm-hmm. okay? Or third, you can become intimate with it, okay? So you want to keep a distance, but being able to see it and accept it as it is. So number three, of course, is the best way to go. And to become intimate with your shadow, well, you got to, you got to start asking yourself some questions, you know, like exactly what are the, what, what are the aspects of myself that I don't want to see? What are the aspects of myself that I don't want people to know about me? And for example, a big one for men is their appetite for pornography. Yep. They don't want people to know about that. That's, that's like a lot of shame around there, but that's mm-hmm. definitely part of the shadow yep. or things that were done to them when they were young or you name it, you know, emotional, sexual, you know, physical exactly. abuse, all of that, all that's of that very present in a lot of men's circles. A lot. I've gotten acquainted to a lot of men's circles who are, and some people have been very intimate enough to actually like open up to me in that sense. Yeah. I don't know why, but for some reason, I'm, for some reason, a lot of people trust me to talk, to talk about these things. And I'm like, wow, it's very yeah. present. And some men die with those secrets. Absolutely. 
some men kill themselves because they never went there. They never looked at it. Um, it is it is huge in our community. You just opened something up once again. Uh, it's crazy. It's and crazy. this is why men's group and men's circle is so important. Because if you can witness somebody say that to other men, mm-hmm. well, that opens up other things in men. Yes. Okay. Because a lot of men think that they're the only ones that were abused when they were young. Mm-hmm. This only they really think that they're the only one. And it is in this safe container, this sacred space. You hear one guy talk about it, then you're willing to talk about it. Brother, I see you. Yeah. Brother, I see you. I see you. Brother, I hear you. I hear you. I, I see hear you. And that's all we need, whether it's through a DM, whether on a Facebook group, even um, um, you're new to the podcast, but I'm just very, very vulnerable with you. I made a couple a couple of episodes ago. I made an episode about um, the first baby we lost. And it's something mm-hmm. that I never thought I would talk about on the podcast. Like I said, my intimate circle knows it's not a story, but I felt that by telling this story, because you hear a lot about, you know, women losing a child. Yeah. But you don't often hear about how a man deal deals with that. Mm. And I went into it full honesty, you know, and I talked about it. The second I hit publish, the day after, I started getting DMs all over the place. Yeah. Dude, I felt what you said. That happened to me too. Thank you for speaking my words. Thank you for helping me speak their name. I went back to I went back to the grave. I spoke about it to my wife. I cried on my on my drive home. I'm like I didn't do it for that, but I know that if one man can feel okay to understand, no, I hear you. You are hurt. You mm-hmm. are going through this. You, it's okay to be happy. It's okay to carry the joy, but the hurt is also a part of life. That doesn't make you a lesser man to admit that, you know what, on this moment, I was frail. On this moment, I did not have the answers. On this moment, I could not, you know, just provide the necessary space to feel okay and you know what? I'm no lesser of a man, but I'm surrounded by brothers, by friends who understand me. And all I want, all a man wants, ladies, hear me out. All a man wants is to be heard. All he wants to is to be heard. He doesn't need a solution. Solutions Absolutely. will come after. But all a man wants is to be heard. Yeah, you know? just to be heard. That's why your group is something that's very powerful. That's something that it's it's necessary. And it it's going to take a very, very, it's going to be a slow burn. Because as you said, our ego is in the way and it's generations of conditioning. And I'm sure you're aware of that. And it's going to take some time. And it's, it's, it's a very powerful mission, Malcolm. I, 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 sometimes I, I'm like, I'm just thinking about it. I'm like, this guy has got a lot of patience. <laughs> yeah, man, it is definitely, uh, well, I, yeah, it's something that, that I've acquired that, I'll, that, that I've cultivated patience and uh, and listening is uh is definitely some of the the, the reasons why I, I do this it's because i'm able to listen i'm able to be present and i'm very very patient <laughs> sometimes i'm impatient with myself though and the beauty of it is that you know we started this men's group uh not too long ago and it's amazing how a lot of other men wanted to start their own groups and mm-hmm. that you know i'm not saying that it's from our movement but uh, a lot now a lot of circles are being done mm-hmm. left and right and uh, i've been speaking to a lot of these men that are that are starting these these uh men's movement as well and i, I keep telling them you know there's there will never be a shortage of this nope <laughs> there there will never be a shortage i mean go for it do it and just go we, we need this everyone needs this we all you do. know it's not only men i ultimately believe that you help one suffering man you're helping his children his parents his partners, mm-hmm. his mm-hmm. friends, you mm-hmm. name it, mm-hmm. you name it, you name it. So true, so true. Yeah, because man. if he can be, if he can be a better man, he can be a better brother, he can be a better husband, can be a better father, can be a better colleague. You know, can be. You know, there's so much that trickles down to that, and we're all the better for it. And for me, it's even a little bit more personal because, you know, for me, it's also about black men, Caribbean mm-hmm. men. From my own perspective, I come from a society, a very macho society. Haiti is still very much like that. It's about the patriarchy and nothing else. That's all you learn. That's all you know. So these conversations I'm having with guys of my generation, a little bit older, a little bit younger, I understand it's a new language, which is why when, I ha- when I'm on these groups, 
a lot of people are very cautious about how they speak. They don't want to sound, sound too off-putting. It's like, dude, let it out. Say what you feel, whether it's the wife, the job, the kids, the money, the pandemic. You have to be okay. And because you're Black and because you're Caribbean, it's something that doesn't happen, which is why I'm talking about the slow burn, you know? Um, but we're all in this together. We can, we're only the better for it. Um, talk to me about, because I know you announced it recently on your, on your recent IG, but talk to me about Invictus, man. What's it about? It's coming up soon. And this is why, of course, I wanted to have you on because I want people to know about it because it's an, a tremendously uh, powerful initiative. But I want to hear from your own words. You know, what what can we expect from Invictus Man? So uh, so Invictus Man is literally a, it's a 12 week program that um, that I'm building. It's online. It's going to be, uh, of course, for men. So it's a 12 week odyssey of literally going inwards. You know, I spoke about shadow. I spoke a bit about shame. And, um, and that first month is all about going inwards and going looking at, at our wounds, but not individually. Yes, individually, but as a group as well. Mm-hmm. Um, through this, we are going to harmonize in our feminine energy and really, really understand that we can heal with this energy. Um, so we want to channel that in our first month. Our second month will be about going towards the masculine, harmonizing our masculine energy, learning all about the masculine archetypes. So I will print, there are so many archetypes, but I will, uh, I will put my focus on the king, warrior, magician, and lover. That's what we're going to focus on. And we're going to look at the archetypes in their fullness. So in their light, if you want, and in their shadow. Uh, and it's amazing. They're, they're great anchors to have. Um, and it's interesting to, to go in the archetype way because it helps us define things about us. It helps us relate as well to uh to certain aspects of us and then the third month is going to be about uh really going in the masculine sexual energy and how how we've been conditioned to uh you know really really put that away and it's crazy because when i i speak to to men and i ask them you know what are you mostly shamed of and a lot of these men will answer sexuality or sex so there's a lot of wound in in this uh, sexual energy. So the idea of the third month, of their desires, uh, their thoughts, their words, every, all of it, all of it, okay. all of it, past relationships as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that in itself simply says that they're not in tune or they, they don't know much about their own se- sexual energy and mm-hmm. what they can create from that. And, mm-hmm. and ex- especially we're going to focus on pornography and, and see the damages that, it, you know, the damage that it's been doing in uh in men's bodies and and in men's mental health uh because it's a big one it's a big big one um so the the whole three month you know this is just i'm throwing this out there but the whole three month is really about building the most important relationship there is and it's the one with yourself with yourself so with yourself you know we keep talking about yeah man my, my my ex was so toxic i've been in toxic relationships but the one thing we don't say is that the most toxic relationship we have is, is one we have with ourselves. And, and so men need to be aware of that. How can I change this toxicity and become intimate with myself and really accepting every aspect of myself, my wholeness, and understand that everything that I want, I have it already. You know, I was talking about dissatisfaction earlier how often we go into these relationships or partnerships and we want things from people. We want things from them. We're asking, I want this in my relationship. This is what I want. But in reality, what you're saying or what you're asking is what you want from yourself because everything that you want, you can offer it to yourself. And if you're able to cultivate that, then you'll look at relationships in a whole different way. Whereas you come into a relationship seeing your partner fully as for what she or he is entirely not needing or wanting anything from them because you see, or excuse me, because you're choosing yourself constantly. And if you choose yourself constantly, you will manifest someone that chooses themselves constantly. And by being in a relationship where you have two individuals choosing themselves, then you'll find commitment. Because people that are committed to themselves 
will commit to a relationship. To a relationship. Of course. And they'll commit through their love, through their honesty, through their integrity, not wanting anything from the other, but fully accepting who they are. But to get to that point, you got to accept fully who you are. Who you are. And that's the whole, that's the whole aspect. That's the whole thing about the Invictus program where it's about deconstructing, literally destroying the conditioning, the programming, the limiting beliefs, removing the fears, being aware of your shame, of your guilt, because they will come back out. But now you'll have tools to deal with it. There you go. And that's you where the victory is. Go this alone. Exactly. And that's where the victory is. Every time you react, every time you feel shame, every time you feel a fear or, you, or you're fearful, you bring yourself back. And these wow. are the tools that I'm offering. Wow. wow. Yeah. So it's basically, it's basically what I've been going through for the past three years in, in 12 weeks. So we're going to meet, uh, the group will meet on Zoom every week. And then throughout the weeks, we have modules. Mm-hmm that we'll have to do. I'm going to also meet every individual uh, bi-weekly mm-hmm. for a one-on-one uh, coaching session. Uh, we'll have invited guests as well. Um, a holistic uh, holistic coach, uh, a great man that focuses on holistic health. We have a, uh, a, a sound healer. Uh, she's amazing. She's, a, she's, a, she's, she's an alchemist. She basically, she's all in the, I can't really explain what she does, but mm-hmm. she's phenomenal. Um, and yeah, more guests and, and then it's all about accepting yourself as you are fully and then forgiving yourself as well. That's where it starts. That's the foundation. And the the Invictus, Invictus basically means, uh, unconquerable soul. And I want, I want these men that are, that are jumping in the journey with me to connect to that, to connect to that unconquerable soul that everyone has. That's spectacular. That's spectacular, man. You got me all giddy and stuff. Wow. <laughs> and anyone needing to connect with you and get more information about the program, can uh, can we direct them any particular place? Uh, yeah, they, they can. Absolutely. On my Instagram account, mm-hmm. uh, which is the Invictus Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they can click uh, the, the, the link on my bio and they can get information from the program. They can also send me a DM. And uh, I usually uh, go for a Zoom call mm-hmm. and then we talk about it. And... Uh, and then they decide if they want to sign up or not. There we go. There we go. You are a gentleman and a king. I want to be, again, very respectful of your time. I know we're coming up on top of the hour. So um, I just want to say thank you um, for whatever these, but these two words carry a lot of sincerity. I want to say thank you for your dedication. Thank you for your patience. Thank you for your ambitious vision. Because this is not a chump change uh, journey. Uh, This is going to take a lot of work, a lot of time connecting uh, with all these men who need to hear these messages. Conversations like tonight, uh, I'm all the better for it. Uh, I am educated and elevated. And I just want to say, again, heartfelt for all the men listening and their significant others and the people who love them. Thank you so much, Malcolm, for, you know, for taking this time with us and opening Mm -hmm. up our eyes to things that we might overlook you know, and just letting you know, open invitation. Anytime you want to be back, it's an open invitation. We'd love to have you back. Thank you very much for your time. Mm, Oliver, it's a, it's a privilege, a real honor, man. I really had a, a great conversation with you. It's great connecting with you. I mean, I love your vibe. Uh, you're a very intelligent man. You're a very strong man. And, you know, you're, you're definitely one of the fathers that, that we will have to model. Guaranteed. Uh, yeah. Bless. Bless, um, bless. Yeah, bless, brother. And uh, yeah, puissance, all the best. Thank That's you so much. That's all we much. can do. That's all we can do. You know, one man at a time. One man at a time. That's right. We do have a running tradition on the podcast, what I like to call like the the next step. Uh, basically leaving the floor up to the guests, whatever whatever sparks, sparks your inspiration. What I like to say, the next step, whether it's a personal mantra, a book, a song lyric, whatsoever. What anyone can wake up tomorrow and use as a next step to get to mm-hmm. the next level. Can we leave the listeners with anything? Yeah. Well, there, there, there are two questions that I, like, that I like to ask myself in the morning. So, um, well, actually, one is a mantra and one is a question. So, the mantra is, today is a glorious day, and I'll live it in excellence. With limitless 
enthusiasm, and limitless integrity, true to my vision and with a heart full of love. Wow. And then the question that I ask myself, and this comes from Robin Sharma, the 5 a.m. club. And then mm-hmm. the question that I ask myself is, how can I be of greater service to humanity today? Wow. That focuses your vision. Yeah. And that's and then and then I go uh I go towards a I I name I pray. So I pray in the morning. And what I pray for actually is I, I list five gratitudes in my in my morning. And then before going to sleep, I say five other gratitudes. So what I do is that I open my day in gratitude and I close it in gratitude. Wow. Full circle. Yeah. Evergreen. Full circle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. If I can, if I can end this on that, is that <clears throat> we must remind ourselves that gratitude is the ultimate state of receivership. And when we cultivate gratitude, it's important to be very specific about what we're saying. Not just, oh, I'm grateful for this life. I'm grateful for this roof. No, be specific. I'm grateful that I woke up next to my wife this morning. I am grateful that I'm meeting Oliver Day tonight and having a podcast. I am grateful that, be very specific. I'm grateful that somebody opened the door for me today. I'm grateful that I helped this lady across the road today. Be, be very, very specific. Why? It's because if we can focus on these small things, then you're putting yourself in a state where when things come to you, they come to you naturally. And you can, you can see it because truth is there are things coming to you every single day. And if you don't take the time to stop yourself and welcome it and see it and feel it, then you're throwing away the best aspects of this life. So, so gratitude is definitely uh, a big one for me. And, uh, you have yeah, to. we'll share this with you guys. You have to. Oh, and one last sure. thing. Sure. If you can be grateful for the bad moments in your life as well. Yeah, and the, the biggest the, lessons the, are there. The, the most difficult emotions. I mean, then that's a game changer <laughs> for sure. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Guys, I'm not sure if you're feeling this energy through this recording. I know I certainly am. A tremendously engaging and ever so uplifting conversation with my guest malcolm uh we can find you on instagram on uh, yes. in the invictus man the, the invictus man, man. Yeah, that's right. i will definitely link it up in the blog post guys as i always do on the recording uh when the when uh, when the episode goes live guys another episode of waking the awesome podcast guys go show malcolm some love check out the invictus program if it basically seems like something that can answer those very burning questions and help you elevate uh, towards, you know, the enlightenment, towards your own masculinity, please connect with him. He's definitely worth your time. Guys, thank you so much for defending and promoting this mission of the Awaken the Awesome journey. Another episode in the can. Thank you so much. Stay blessed. Stay safe. And as always do, stay awesome. This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We always love to get your feedback, so please do drop us a line via Instagram, Facebook, or email. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Do visit our official website at awakentheawesome.ca, where you can find our entire back catalog of episodes and incredible guests. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review, as this helps us tremendously in growing this podcast and spreading the word to more awesome listeners like you. We always appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome.